0: Hey, we're Sela and Kalia from Hopecast. Joining us today is Ross Netson, who's uh, a drummer for Sons of Zion, or that's how we know him as. He's also a really, really talented drummer for other musicians. Ross has also had some challenges in life, and we're gonna to talk to Ross about some of those things today. Thanks for joining us, Ross. Oh, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, so, I'm a... Oh, uh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you beat me too. Yeah. All right, bro. Um, where did you grow up? Oh.
1: The one and only um, best place in Auckland, uh, Mount Albert, born and raised, and I'm still there. So, yeah. Eight four six. <laughs> Eight four six. <laughs> brothers, sisters? Um, yeah, there's, I've got three sisters and three brothers, including me. So, and I'm the youngest out of all of them. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, uh,
0: good relationship with your family, bro?
1: Ah, oh, so the best. Um, just like every other uh, Pacific Island family, you know. We grew up together and you know, they were all like, well we're all like pretty much best friends, you know. All of the arguments and everything else, you know. And a musical family? Musical family, yeah. Uh, me and my brothers, uh, we're a session band. Um, we serve along like, um, artists like Stan Walker, uh, Vince Harder, and just to name a few, yeah. So. And my sisters, uh, yeah, they're just like, <laughs> just on the other side, you know.
0: <laughs> get the jeans. So,
1: yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah.
0: Because so you actually grew into the music thing. You fell into it and you're pretty young as well. So that's got to have some challenges as well, being the youngest man, trying to live up to that.
1: Yeah. Um, well, uh, we grew up, um, in a, a strong, um, church family. Um, we all, uh, grew up, um, Being, uh, because my dad was a musician so me and my brothers grew up going to my dad's um, church rehearsals at a uh, really young age. Um, uh, Me and my brothers discovered like um, we had the um, the gift of um, being a musician. So I started playing drums at the age of 12, um, watching my favorite drummers. Um, They were all gospel artists and um, yeah I had my first gig at the age of 16 with uh, Vintara, and yeah, that's kind of, and I'm 30, 31 now, so from the age of 16 to 31, I've been doing music my pretty much my whole life. So,
0: yeah. Mum and dad, pretty important in
1: that? Oh, yeah, um, very important. Mum and dad um, uh, have always been our biggest support, um, especially for me as well, as the youngest um, in the family. Always um, made sure I maintain, like, you know, God first and make sure the audience of one um,
0: every time you play. And, yeah. Because he was sixteen. Yeah. You were you were illegal to yeah. be playing. So what how how does that happen? Um
1: I guess for if you're a PI, you know, you're sixteen, you look eighteen. <laughs> so that was pretty much me. So I kind of um I got in the music scene but I was only allowed through the back entrance and was only allowed on stage and that was about it after the gig packed down, go through the back again, and then back home.
0: So you saw some things there?
1: Yeah. um, Good things and bad things? Good things and bad things, but um, at that age, um, I always watched like, you know, the Oscars and the Grammys, and I've always wanted to be that drummer. He's, um, it's always been my goal to be like that drummer, but at that age, I didn't realize that um, there were so much, um, happening behind the scene that, um, when you watch it on TV, you don't really see it. But growing up, like I, you know, um, I was, um, I discovered like, you know, alcohol and, you know, smoking and drugs. But at the age, you know, I was like, oh, so this is what it's really like in the big world. I thought it only happens in America, but it's also happening in our own, um, backyard, back here at home. and um yeah from the age of 16 to 31 I was exposed to all of that and i felt like when i was that young being involved in that um environment like i felt like i was i felt left out and i just wanted to be part of the the crew and but because i was so young i never got to experience it but yeah so uh Finally, when I was uh, old enough to actually experience it, you know, I was like, oh, so this is what it's really like. Um, It's not glamorous like as you think it would be, because there's so many... um, You fall into so many temptations, and um, because I started at a young age, I was like, oh, I want to do what these guys are doing. I want to be involved. and then the challenges just keep happening and um it's uh yeah, so it's pretty um it's not as um I thought it would be growing up. Um because I was so exposed to and the dark side before I even like realized like what my actual goals was. Like when I wanted to play the drums, like I was like,
0: oh cool, this is cool, this is cool. Um oh, yeah. <laughs> I sort of get a picture of what the glamour side looks like. Yeah. But what did the other side look like? What was that? You talk about temptations yeah. and challenges, what was that? Um so for me the
1: glamorous side was being on stage and just doing what i love to do Uh, but um, the dark side was just the aftermath like you know um, after you I've done the show it's like you know when you go back and the alcohol was there um, you know you get like people come backstage and you know they just I got exposed to um, drugs like later on um, in my music um, career which was something that I never wanted to, like, uh, fall into. Mm. Um, So the dark side was um, uh, my marriage failed. I'm sorry, guys. It's okay. You're good, bro. It's alright. You're good, bro. It was probably one of the um the hardest thing um to um it was probably one of the hardest things um that I had to go through being in that um industry because um, I started to pull away from the purpose of me playing um, drums and I enjoyed the the other side of it. Like I pretty much just wanted to be part of the, um, the after. like I was just looking forward to the after parties and I was like, yeah, I'll do this gig because I know that this is gonna happen. And um, yeah, and it kind of, uh, took a massive turnaround. Mm. So that included drugs? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, later on in the career, like, uh, like I discovered, like, you know, like the power of drugs, like, I was just like, oh, this is a cool buzz for me. And I feel like, I felt, I actually felt like I was a rock star, like, you know, superstar. And I loved the buzz, the buzz was there. I enjoyed it. I was like, I thought, All right, there's a tour, there's a tour coming up. And I was like, sweet, I'm gonna be okay. Because I know that this is gonna happen. Mm-hmm. But like, the, on the um, other side, I was like, should I? It's like, it's not gonna look after me. Like, I felt like I was looking after the industry that it got to the point where the industry wasn't looking after me while I was on the road. Um, which kind of led to like, you know, a failed marriage. And, and it's led me to uh, where I am now. So, just yeah, just trying to like find help and
0: yeah. Obviously, different pockets of times where you were going. Oh, I mean, this is so good, mm. and then dipping. Yeah. Did you at any stage ask for any help?
1: No, I didn't, because I was too afraid. Because I was always that guy that would try and bring like life to the party, like. Um, we'll be on the road and if someone's like down I'll be like come on boys let's go let's get it but um, there were like a lot of times where I felt like hey I'm actually not okay Um, but I was too scared because I just felt like if I was to say that like hey I'm not really feeling 100% then I'll be like and then I feel like the whole team that's around me will be like oh He's weak.
0: Like we don't need him anymore. Mm. Why do you do? Why do we do that, as guys? Pardon? As guys, you know, mm. we put on these masks. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, a lot of us do. All of us do that. Why did you do that? Uh, it's just. I think it's.
1: It's something. It's how I. It's how I. Um, I grew up. I was always like. Um, the happy guy, I was always the strong guy, I'm always like positive, like, you know, like we can do this, I can do this. But if I was to speak on my weakness, like, I just feel like no one will ever care or, or listen or just be like, oh, you're weak. What happened to the guy that
0: it was always, yeah, yeah, yeah let's go. Kali, we've talked a lot, you know, in a short space of time.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, what's your assessment so far?
2: I just, thank you so much. I mean, this is so, it's so brave to open up about this and, you know, it's it's been quite a journey for you. Um, you talk about the, the way that you grew up and the way that you came into the music scene and it was it, it, maybe a little a little shouted and, and that's what you knew and that's what you were good at and then you've come into this whole world uh, that is surreal. It's not quite what you thought it was. Um, and then you know you've had to you've you've, you've got on one side you're, you're sticking with the band and, and you're trying to be in this glamorous world and on the other side you're holding a marriage um, over there and it's it, it's quite a challenge and how did you feel um, being in that position because it's it's almost like the good and the bad and you want you want to be okay on both sides. Were you disappointed, um, about what was happening, uh, or how did you feel in in that moment when, when you've got to go with the band, but you've also got to, you've got y- your wife and, and your marriage there as well?
1: Uh, to be honest, it was really, like, exhausting, and mm. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't even, like, balance it out. Um, like, I lost sleep over it, um... I lost friends over it, Mm -hmm. just because I couldn't choose like um, either um, this life or that life. Uh, Because I was a people pleaser, I was always always known as a people pleaser. And if I let this side down and then, you know, it, it just wouldn't balance for me. So yeah, I just felt like I was mentally like
0: exhausted. Yeah, physically as well. There's a real wrestle with you at trying to be the people pleaser and then trying to get on with your job, Mm -hmm. you know. And you talked about uh, relationship breakup. When did you really feel like, is there a particular point where you thought, man, this is it, this is too hard? Um, I think when,
1: when the, um, when the shows and the gigs and all that stopped, I th- um, that's when it really hit me because I used all that to keep my mind busy because I knew what I was going through, but I just didn't want to get to that point where I would feel like how I was feeling that, um, that night. Um, so once I had no shows booked, um, nothing was really happening, that's when I felt... I was like, oof, there it is, Um, which led me to that night, um, uh, June 16th, this year. Um, Yeah, I just thought, I'll just have a a couple of drinks. Um, Then that's when, uh, like, my whole, pretty much my whole career, my whole life, like, started, like, like the flashbacks and all that just started hitting me like the bad thoughts and all that, just and that what well, um the alcohol didn't help. I, just, uh, I got um heavily um drunk that night and the bad thoughts started coming through and I thought, Man, why do I feel like this? Um and even like a couple of weeks before that I couldn't sleep. I couldn't um couldn't talk to my own family. Um, uh, um, and that night, um, I thought, how do I get rid of this pain? And I thought, like, what if I just like disappear?" And um that same like, night I was messaging my, my sister, and I was like, "Hey, I think this is it she, <sighs> "Oh, what do you mean I." Was like, Nothing's really happening for me. (sighs)
0: Sorry
1: guys. (laughs) Yeah, that night, um... I had it all sussed. I was at, um... I was at the, uh... Do I talk about, um, yeah, just 2.30 that morning was really wasted. I was going back and forth messaging my sister. I was like, this is it. This is me. I'm done. Like, I felt so much pain that I've never felt before, like emotionally. And I just thought, no one would understand. Yeah, so, I just, I put myself in that place where, where I just thought, sweet, so no one's gonna have to feel, I don't have to feel this pain anymore. And I wanted to end my life. But because I, I did I didn't realize that but when I was drunk, I was actually reaching out for help to my sister, and she contacted um my brother and um I, said, <sighs> I just feel like I was for them, I wouldn't be here. I'm glad they are. are oh, they they were there because I'm here with you guys, and I get to share my story.
2: You know, when you're when you're sitting there, and now you know you you can't go out and be with mm. the band and do those things that were keeping you going, um, as you said. And now you've got to really think about the things that weren't working and the things that you were that you were doing, um, like your marriage. Mm. And what are some of those thoughts that were going through your head at that time? Um, you know, that that inner voice that was saying, right, now I've got you. Mm. Now these are all the things that you've been doing wrong. Um, You know, what are some of those thoughts that were going through your head at that time?
1: Man. Uh, Like, to be honest, like, (coughs) I actually just thought I had it all, to be honest. I just thought, I can, I've actually made it, Um, I never really um, took time to like actually think about my wife when I was on the road, Um, but now that um, I'm actually like in that space where I can think about it now, it's like man I've, like I've put her through like so much like trauma, like just, um, just for the things I've I did, because mm. um, um, even um, when my marriage was um, on the edge, I was still on the road, and yet I just thought, oh, I'm not. I like I actually didn't think about it mm. because my mind was just all about the shows and. I was surrounded by um, the, like friends and family. Like on like every day was like a show. Every day was travel. So I never got to um, like um, be still mm. and actually go through the process of hey, my life's not really <laughs> um, where it's supposed to be. My my marriage is not where it's supposed to be. Um, until nothing. Mm no shows were happening, then that's when I felt, like holy, what have I done And Which led me to that, mm. that
0: same night as well. I can see how you welcomed the distraction of being on tour because mm. it took you away from the reality.
2: Mm.
0: And you welcomed that. and you keep, okay, here's another one around the corner. But then when it all stopped, you had to, you had to stop and face things. Mm. You talked about the night where you thought, I'm done you text your sister uh, and then can you tell us how they found you did they know where you were at and your where you were actually yeah where you where you were at um so i was messaging my sister um
1: because we live behind a train station um so i told her yeah, i'm waiting for a train um I'm just waiting for that one train, and she messaged my brother saying, um, "My brother knew exactly where I would be, but that when I was standing in the middle, there were two guys in the orange jacket. They um, they just walked straight past me, like didn't even ask. And I was like fully wrecked, like crying. I was um, off my face and didn't even ask if I was okay and they just walked to this one box talking about like the rail and I was just like well if these guys don't know like well, if they can't see what I'm doing like obviously I should go so um I made my way down to um Rocket Park there's a gas station there yeah. and um got me my last packet of um cigarettes and um I just randomly um, walked up to um, YMCA. This like a, um, a top level car park, and that level, I was, I, was, I really wanted to, um, like I still had the mindset, like, no, nah, I still want it in my life, and I wanted to jump off. Like I knew it wouldn't um, kill me, but it'll hurt me. But as I made my way up that um, pathway, I mean, yeah, the driveway, my brother randomly turned in. I was him standing, I'm um, told they just fully like, you know, it was like a chase down or something like, and I was like, how did you guys know I was here? And they're like, bro, it was just out of nowhere. We just thought we'll turn in here because you went there at the train station. Um, Margaret, my sister, was texting me. Um, yeah, when they found me, man, I was wrecked. Like, it wasn't making sense. Like, just like, um, pretty much just, um, releasing all the anger uh, just through like words like um, they heard stuff that um, they've never heard before like the hurt um, the struggles um, it just um, yeah like the pain that I was going through and they, yeah, they found me at um, yeah, the uh,
0: of uh, Rocker Park all that time you've been wearing this mask. Yeah. Pleasing people and your own family Yeah, didn't know mm. what you were going through?
1: No, none, no one knew what I was going through. I'd say for five years I've been wearing that mask. Um, yeah, pretty much five years I've been wearing that mask of um, hiding my struggles, hiding my pain. Um, like um, hiding like that I'm actually not okay um, just because I don't want them to f- like feel like I'm weak and I was just scared of losing like that because I, th- I was too scared of losing that platform of like um, oh he's a good guy he's a strong guy mm-hmm. but yeah I was just a f- Pretty much I was just afraid to be myself, to be honest. Just to show that I'm actually not a okay. king.
0: So when your family turned up yeah. to you, they found you in the car park, was it day one of a healing? Actually it was. Um oh.
1: when they um, when they when they showed up, I actually didn't know, like my mind wasn't there, I wasn't, like, I think it was just, oh, to be honest, I think that's the first time I've taken the mask off. If that's, yeah, if it was an easier way for me to put it, because they got to hear like who I, like how I was really feeling. And they honestly said that, man, we didn't even know you were going through this. And at that time I was like, well, there it is the <laughs> mask is off four months on that day was four months ago mm. Where are at now right um, now I'm still healing um, it's not a easy it's not um, it's not an easy thing to um, just let go of um, I'm actually doing okay um back to like um, daytime job now I'm um, um, started a routine like you know um, wake up in the morning you know morning prayers and go to work come back you know, naps and um but i'm doing better than i, am. I was like the last uh, four months ago um i've got plenty of support now i've got people um, checking up on me and um, I've st- i still go through you know the, those dark times but um it's not as powerful as it was before, um, so yeah, I guess
0: I'm still on that that road of um, healing. You talk about um, having a routine, yeah. is it is there anything else that you use as an outlet to, to keep you in a good place, to help you keep yourself in a good place? Yeah, well,
1: drumming uh, is like, you know, my... Uh, Are you pretty good? <laughs> oh, I, uh, well, if you look at my resume, <laughs> <man. Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so um i i have my drum set up at home um do you know i just plug in um my favorite um genre of music is gospel and um, gospel music is um healing um it's like a healing path um well, before i'm going through uh worship song prayer songs so i use that as a um yeah as a um as a part of um, my journey right now. Just if to the yeah. main object Yeah, if I ever like, feel like I'm um, losing the plot, you know, yeah, um, the garage is where I go, yeah.
0: Do you think it's important for people who are, maybe watching you right now, man, and going, man, yeah, that's, I need something, I need an outlet like that. Mm. I need something, whether it be drumming or, Yeah. Do you think it's important? Oh, it's very important. Um, you just gotta, um,
1: for me, I had to find what makes me happy um i've always made wanted to make other people happy but not myself happy so um i find things that um that makes me smile makes me happy um and i just uh connect with people who keep me accountable um i just randomly text people now like up to you like what are you doing if they do not reply that's all good Mm. um it's uh for me it's like a, um,
0: it's a journey that I'm going through. so. I asked you earlier about, um, I asked you about, did you ask for help? Mm. Do you, is counselling, was counselling a part of that? Yeah, I did, I've
1: done, um, counselling two sessions, um, after that, um, episode I had, so. Helpful? Oh, it was very helpful, actually, um, just, um, sharing your, your story and getting the help, um, When I got, when I asked for the help, you know, it's like, for me, I felt like, whoa. It's, it's something that you shouldn't be afraid of. Like, help is always there. You just need to ask for it. It's, you know, you don't have to charge anyone
0: to, Mm you know, just to uh, ask for help. I wanted to sort of just touch it quickly. Guys, why aren't we, why aren't we asking for help? Do you, is it something that we need to, we need to get right with guys? You know, so It's a We work for you Why is it so important for guys This is Just to talk
1: I think it's a It's a cultural thing It's a, It's It's the let down that um, That scares Like, um, especially us men um, They think it's a weakness But It's actually when you don't ask for help, that's when it becomes a weakness. Um, but there's so much strength in asking for help.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. And do you find I, I just had this this question like when you when you say it all came out and your sister and your brothers were there, do you feel like after that release it was easier to talk? Do you feel like you should have done it sooner?
1: Do you? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, it's I feel so much peace now. Like I feel like I'm at peace with my mind, I'm at peace with like, um, everything now because I know how to control it now. Mm. And it's all by just saying that you're not okay and just asking for help.
0: And yeah.
2: Amazing.
0: We know the journey's not over for you yet, Ross, and we know that you're working away at making sure you remain in a good place. Mm. Uh, Carly and I are really proud of you, bro. I think Hopecast is really proud of you. Yeah. On behalf of Hopecast, uh, we just want to give you this um, bracelet. It's really, really cool. Oh, wow. It's, um, you can hang through your nose. <laughs> <laughs> we want you, if you read it there, what does it say there? I am Hope. And that's what you, you are, want, bro. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Wow. Thank thank you so, out, brother. Thank you.
2: You've really, really touched me. Oh.
0: Mm.
2: Thank you for sharing.